Check out my podcast show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman, Thursdays at 9 p.m. I talk about everything and anything. I'm all about sharing what I know and about learning as well. Hola, welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. Shout out to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tonight's episode is about tantric sex. You're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. I'm your hostess, Boricua Angie. To call in, the number is 844-818-4433. You can catch us on thewakeupradio.com and otw2.com. As I always say, some can relate, some appreciate, some hate. So before I introduce my special guest tonight, I wanted to say, I don't want to get all sobby and stuff and, you know, whatever you call it. But um, I've said it on Facebook before. I'm going to say it again for everybody out there who's listening. You know what? Stop it. Um, make sure to tell your loved ones, your close friends that you love them. Try to, you know, make sure you keep in touch, even if it's just one text, just to see how they're doing, a phone call. Because I have to say, ever since COVID came around, I'm not saying that people haven't passed away from natural causes. But for some reason, for me, I feel like there's just been a lot of death this year. I feel more than usual. So again, I don't know. Like I said, you got to tell people you love them. Even if you have that argument, try to fix it. Because like I said, once something happens, that's it. You can't take it back. But um, other than that, like I said, as I always say, life is too short. You got to enjoy. Sometimes we got to forgive if we don't want to. And again, just keep in touch with your loved ones, even if you have to check on them from time to time. And then, like I said, just tell people that you love them. And with that being said, tonight I have my special guest, Unicorn. Hello. Hey. (laughs) It's good to be back here talking with you. Same here. (laughs) So did you you get your... your, um, your answer is ready because remember I was asking you some questions. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, I, I, I didn't want to do a rehearsed version of it. I just wrote Unless, down the. You want to do what do you call it, like an ab? What do you call that thing? Um, I guess you want to just go with the flow of it. You know what I mean? Like just kinda... yeah, stream of consciousness answers because I've heard these questions multiple times, uh, especially because I introduced myself as a tantric bisexual switch that happens to be a unicorn. So I always have these questions kind of like, what is, and, you know, I just, you know, I want you to ask them again so your audience can hear how I answer oh, them. So give me a minute. I got to go back <laughs> to the question. <laughs> right. Because I did ask things like, you know, um, you I think asked I what is like, tantric you know, sex? Yes. What is tantric sex? Like, I guess, can I say like, wh- where did it start? Like when, what, you know what I mean? Like, what's it all about? So tantrika lifestyle is very similar to Buddhism. It's it's not a one size fits all situation. Um, there's white tantra, which is really kind of what you see on TV with the white clothes and the dancing in the rain and you know eye gazing, a lot of eye gazing, a lot, a lot of eye gazing, <laughs> and very little touch, very little. Um, uh, physical connection. It's about like very free movement, air, dancing kind of thing. And then it goes from white Tantra to a lot of people think black Tantra is like the extreme. It's actually green Tantra is extreme. And green Tantra deals now with uh, a wide, uh, eyes wide shut kind of moment. You know the movie? Mm-hmm. So um, it deals with ritualized sex acts. Um, it deals with shame and taboo. It deals with honesty that is physical and also expressive. Um, and so there's a whole spectrum of what Tantra could mean for somebody. Okay. So you because I said, explain what Tantric is. Um, different ways it can be used. So, um, 
it it's really kind of very tantra taoism and buddhism are very much in step with each other um you can go deep in terms of learning how to reconnect with your intuition learning how to live more in your body um and then also uh go outwards where it's fulfilling fantasy, exploring your edges, meaning your taboo edges, um, exploring your sense of self, and also ritually exploring the, um, you know, esoteric sciences, which is to say what people would colloquially consider magic. Okay. Uh... So I did ask the question, I was like, does it enhance, well, I was saying like, does it enhance like when it comes to like sex? I was like, is, are there any benefits to it? Because you know, how this, it's like, you know, it could take you to the next level or I don't know, it could make you happy. I don't know. I was just, I, I, since I don't really know and understand about it, but like, you know what I mean? Like, what yeah, yeah. So, so here's a really funny thing, because you've seen me do a tantric technique and you were like, holy moly. <laughs> the the thing about it is kind of like it's almost like a magic trick it does enhance it depending on what it is that you're trying to do um i've had situations where i was i was very stressed during the week i'll give a practical example and i'll use myself i was very stressed during the week and i was going to see a partner i hadn't seen in a minute and i wanted to be able to enjoy our our, our sex time so i had him do trigger points inside of my vagina I, I walked him through how to do it but had he not been able to do had he not done that i wouldn't have enjoyed the sex as much because i wasn't horny i was stressed now with a man what happens is and depending on how naughty or nasty you get it can go from really really fun times to really really freaky times to you bring out something out of him that he like was not really wanting to share with you i've had men growling i've had men like pounce like they just become so primal and like they're just like i want to devour you to really really gentle and sensual where they cry and open their heart and feel and you know the stoicism melts off them You've made men cry, huh? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh man, you've made men cry. This is interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, how long have you been doing this for? Ooh, this is twenty twelve. Okay. So, oh my god, a few years. I, 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 I want to say like almost seven years. I've been tantric. But I've been practicing and outside, like learning about it and reading about it, blah, 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 was the first couple of years because I didn't know where to adventure or, or learn it. But I am part of the new, shout out, I'm, I'm partner of the new tantric school in Holland, which is one of the very few schools that really goes into tantra. And I have gone through, there's 10 levels in it. I've gone through eight okay so and a couple of them a few times over are you gonna finish the last two yes actually i was uh before pandemic hit i was scheduled to go to holland and do uh one one level which is a certification level either to become a body worker or to become a domina um but because of pandemic and then covid testing and travel restrictions and stuff it just became complicated uh, so I'm waiting for that to die down, um, and and make make good on finishing finishing the course work. Okay, I don't hold on. We <laughs> the cat. Come on, move. I don't. Not right now, girl. <laughs> um. So when you said Holland, so that means that's where you went the first time when you did because you said it was like ten levels to that. Oh no no no! So I love this school because it's like you travel the whole entire universe to go. I went on a pilgrimage to really get deep into tantra. Um, I was fascinated with it, just like you. I didn't know what it meant or what it looked like, and um, it so happened that the founder of the school was doing his last year. So I quit my job, and I spent that year 
following him around the world, learning from him. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, you know, and it, he was a him when I first started as his student and has now I, I identifies as polyamorous. So them is the when I refer to them or my teacher, that's where they are right now. That's interesting. So you did that for a whole year. So when you say you traveled around, exactly like where? Like, was he Mexico, going around? Portugal, mm. Spain, Holland, Netherlands, Germany. <laughs> you were backpacking. You were backpacking. <laughs> yeah. you were backpacking. I, I was home to pack and do laundry, and then I was out. But being that you say you quit your job, so so here's the question: like, how does that work? So because if you quit your job, like, what happened to where you were staying at? Like, so you just lost everything, or like, how did you plan that out? Like, the thing was, I felt an urgency to understand this this concept. I I felt it was really really important for for whatever reason. It just, and it really did happen by happenstance. It wasn't anything planned, but I experienced a couple, um, his, one of his, at the time, his um, students who had become almost like the highest level of teacher in, in the organization and her partner came and I had my first session and it was so profound to me that I didn't just want to experience it. I wanted to be able to teach it. Okay. I wanted to swim in it. I wanted to have it be part of my bones. I wanted, I, it felt so refreshing and deep and familiar. So uh, the job that I had at the time was wonderful and I was traveling the world anyway, mm. but I had enough put away to take a year off. So I took a year off and I did that. And then, you know, then, then I faced the reality of coming back home and what do I want to do with it? But I've never asked, why can't I do? I usually ask, why not? I wasn't happy in my job. We were transitioning through things and I could do this. I could follow this man and now them. I could follow them through their last. And, and I find there's a lot of potency in the first year and the last year of any project. And they shared so much knowledge, just so much knowledge because they were literally giving up that aspect of their life. So it was a culminated, um, all of these years I've been doing this thing and I want to share this this one last time. There's so much honor and privilege in being in that experience that once I got my first two levels in Mexico, I was just like, I'm just gonna go wherever they are. I'm just, I'm just gonna. That's cool. The, the Kama Sutra. So you yes. Know, different sexual positions. Yes. So it's kind of like, I guess those are one of the things, I guess, I guess you didn't want it to like die out because I feel like a lot of things, if you don't continue, you know what I mean? It'll just, nobody will know about it. It will just, it'll right. just go and fade with everything else. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. It's actually, there's a correlation between Tantra and Kama Sutra, which I find really funny. Um, one of the things, one of my my writings was about sacred uh, geometry during sex, right? Which is somewhere in between both of those things. Um, and how uh, I remember we were, I was having sex with my partner and he was on top of me. I was under him, gravity exists, but he fell downwards. Like he fell upwards inside me, and, and I still don't really quite understand how to explain that. Really, but but there was a moment we were just like, "Oh, this is why the drawings look like the drawings in the comedy." <laughs> oh my goodness! It was really funny. Now, I mean, the pictures are actually interesting because it's like, unless you're a contortionist or something, I don't know. But the, the pictures that I've seen are just yeah, they're pretty interesting. But then also when you think about when you're having sex, if you close your eyes, if you were to draw what you were feeling, it wouldn't actually be representative of what is happening from outside looking in. 
And and that's part of the magic of Kama Sutra is that it really is not necessarily telling you to have those physical uh, contortionist movements, but to experience the spiritual movement of, of that experience. Like their actual yoga exercises mm. in, in that sexual connectivity in that particular position. And it's a whole different book if you read it that way. Pretty interesting. <laughs> it's funny. I was when you say yoga, I was like, I have my little yoga map here. I have not done anything that's on there yet. <laughs> Nothing I else. have my yoga poster. I I had to put it in the closet because I keep staring at it. It looks like homework. It all looks like homework. Oh, I know. I think that's another reason why I don't do certain things because you're looking at it it's like, oh, oh. I think it's just all about the the starting part. You got to just start it. Yeah. You left. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Um, so you say you've been doing this at least already for like six, seven years now, right? Yes. So now let's say with the people, with the people you've done this with, with these people that like you knew personally or with somebody like interested that they wanted you to do that, like how was it throughout those years of like what was happening and what, like what was the experience or like what, what did the person give you back as a feedback about when you would do it? So... Um, throughout the years, one, I was in school, right? So I was in school for, I mean, I followed my teacher for the first year, but I was, I, I'm still part of that school. I'm still in connection with that school. And I was very much involved for three, so three or so years, like, yeah. So there's those relationships in school and those relationships in school are very different because we have an understanding it's practice. So if I'm going out on a date, it's not necessarily just a date. It's also practicing tantric principles. Um, there are certain things in, in school, in tantric practice, or at least the tantra I practice, that I don't do, that most n normal people or vanilla people would be, would struggle with. So when I played with people that were not living a tantric lifestyle, that were not practicing tantric principles, I would have to repeat, please do not touch my clit a lot. And that would be very frustrating for because most men identify, most women identify with eating pussy well by just giving attention to the clit. And I would be like, please don't do that. <laughs> please please don't come in me, come on me. Or, or um, you know, if you're close to coming, I would prefer that you do it off my body. And most people would be really uncomfortable with that. It's like, that's the whole point. Don't you want me to come? I'm like, actually, I'd prefer you not to. Because once you come, the game is over. And I'd like to play with you all night long. I don't know, for men, that's really hard to control. And I don't even know why they're 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 being annoyed. You know how many between porno and just real life when when they say, "Hey, where do you want me to put the cum?" It's like, "Hello, <laughs> like what?" I don't I don't even know what man would be disappointed because it'll be like, "Oh, you can put it on my breast. You can put it, you know, like why would they be even like?" I don't get it, but <laughs> but that was the so. thing is like they wanted to come on me or in me, and I'm like, I don't do that. You know, the very first moment they went underneath my you know below my waist they wanted to touch my clit i'm like don't do that and it, you know it, you can see the 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 shock and it's, it's not it's not offensive it's just like tantric practice you don't touch the clit first once you once you concentrate all the sensitivity and a lot of women you know and then i also don't use vibrating toys so if somebody was like, oh, I have a, I have the wand for you. I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> like, baby, I want to buy you a vibrator. I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> it's interesting. You don't use it. I have to. <laughs> I have to mentally tell myself, like, you know, we need to take a break from that. Uh, it's funny because I don't know. Um, I need to do research on that. If like using the vibrator too much, does that cause any, you know what I mean? Like does it cause- It does problems? cause desensitization. Mm. And the thing about it is the nerves around the vagina 
are not to be a sex teacher, but like, hold on one moment. Um, <laughs> the the nerves around the vagina are very connected, right? But there are also a lot of them. So if you concentrate sensitivity to one aspect of your vagina, then you lose sensitivity in your labia, you lose sensitivity in your vulva, and, and now it becomes more difficult to have penetrative sex that's going to give you an orgasm, which is part of the reason why when I when I'm stressed and also most women carry, we carry our stress in our pussy. Uh. Like doing Kegels happens when you're consciously doing it, but we hold tension in our pussy. Men hold tension in their ass. And that's a lot of the reason why most men don't like to have their ass touch because feelings literally live there. Oh, I, I believe that of course. Yeah, it's that, it's that one little spot that you just touch, and then that's it. Right, right. <laughs> they would never want to so, admit it. They don't think it's a manly thing. It's just like we don't go touching up in there. It's right, like that area is to be left alone. It, and I, 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 it always fascinates me how adamant they are. And I've converted a few men. Um, you know, I, I, I peg, and, and it's always very interesting. The, the release they have and i'm not talking ejaculation i'm talking the emotional release is like they've been to a spa day and like holy shit i didn't know i was missing all this and i'm like well it was always available to you if you were brave enough to say yes so thank you for saying yes right. i don't know i think there was something even though i'm going a little bit off topic but uh i think i remember seeing this um picture that one of my friends posted but it was also i think the show is called harlem i don't mm -hmm. know if you've ever seen that i know it's been being advertised i could be wrong but i think i remember it was it was called harlem so there was a scene where the guy's legs were up in the air i don't know if she was gonna give him head i don't know if she was gonna eat his ass i really don't know what was happening in the scene but it was just like a picture that's it, it was just of that but i don't know some people were okay with it and some were not. Um, How did you feel about it? I didn't see anything wrong with it. I just feel like, you know, you know what it is? I feel like I've always said it out loud. Like if there's certain things that we didn't know, then we wouldn't see anything wrong with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like if we didn't know like, hey, what's the English language? And if we didn't use words, we wouldn't know what half of these things are. So I feel like just certain things you just don't say or you start saying things like, ill, that's disgusting. And now, you know what I mean? And then people continue that. So now everything becomes a problem. It's just like, oh, you saw them did that? That's disgusting. But if you just kind of just go with it and just be like, oh, that's just something they're doing. What's the big deal? You know what I mean? Like just seeing things like, okay, this is what people do. Um, I don't understand what's the problem. But, you know, everybody's form of thinking and how they just see stuff turns into Oh, that's kind of gay. That's homo. Uh, men shouldn't be bent that way. You know what I mean? It just people start seeing things differently instead of being like, "Hey, we're just—it's supposed to be sex." You know what I mean? And it's that's one of the two to be able to enjoy it. So yeah, I don't know, but two things I learned in tantra that really have benefited my personal life is one: it's just the body. We get so caught up with heights and weights and tits or ass or what. It, it's just about it's just a body it doesn't really define who you are you can enjoy a person exactly as they are if you recognize like a tree you know you never go judging trees that your bark's too hard or <laughs> right it's just a freaking body whatever whatever you're attracted to you're attracted to but you can also accept that it's just a body and the other thing is when we really allow ourselves to let go of ego and also perception our body does weird shit like if you think about the idea of walking you're basically fighting gravity with every step you're literally lifting yourself <laughs> off the earth really wow <laughs> you know like you're you're we're, we're always a contradiction so if if somebody's legs are up or somebody's bent i remember this one one party one scene I, I was coming out of the bathroom and there was this man, this gorgeous man, on top of uh, a, 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 a rotating, rotating chair. 
okay. you know, getting head. But he was at that angle because he wanted her to look, look up, up at him. <laughs> really? <laughs> like he wanted throat action. He wanted her throat, throat. And I thought, this could be a statue. <laughs> this is so beautiful. <laughs> but, but, you know, like Tantra has really taught me to like let go. Um, let go of these preconceived things. And, and sometimes we don't know what we don't know. So if you're raised in a, in, in a place where this is a mind of thinking and if you want to belong, you have to think this way. That's how you think because you want to belong. More than anything, we want to belong. Very true. I mean, like I said, half, half of the shows that I've done, I was like, I guess as they call it, what, like taboo? You know, taboo? Yeah. Um, I, that's why I've done different shows, just to really just talk about certain things that people act like, you know, there's something wrong with it. And I'm going to say it again. I'm just like, there's nothing. It's, it's sex. I feel like we all have the choice and the option. Either you want, you could try it one time, and if you don't like it, that's fine. But I've always said, as long as it's not, this is how I look at it. I don't feel what what we as grownups do. There's anything wrong. I just right. feel as long as it doesn't involve children, animals. I don't know about the older elderly people, but <laughs> as long as it just doesn't involve at least those two things, then. It's kind of like, look, you're adults, you're you're doing things, whether you're trying to, you're curious, you're experimenting, right. you're not really hurting anybody. It's something that right. you're, you know what I mean? Something in or out of the bedroom, you know, if you want to have fun, whatever it is. But I've talked about certain things and because I think one of them was what? So I've talked about, so I've talked about anal, right? Anal sex. Yes. And then I yeah. talked, even though pegging still falls in that category. So I talked about that. I'm trying to think what else. I would have to go look back at my my um my topic. <laughs> You've talked but... about such dirty things. Oh my gosh. Man, I have. Look, my mother's probably watching this right now. She <laughs> she already knows. Uh she's she's watched a few of my lives and it's just funny. Um but yeah. I've I've really gotten into into the, those type of um topics. I'm like, why not? Why not talk about it? There's actually a taboo scale. And maybe I'll share it with you and, and you share it with your audience. But um, there's this, you know, we, we all talk about like freakitude levels and, you know, what you find acceptable, whatever. But this scale always blows me away because every time I think I've found my edge, I'm like, oh, there's other things to explore. Oh, these other things to discover. And, you know, I think... I think it is the privilege of the few of us that have a voice and feel safe enough to talk about these things to do that so that the ones that cannot but still want to explore have permission. Right. It's always that thing about people judging and it shouldn't be like that. And I think and I feel because people do that, sometimes people feel bad or embarrassed, you know, and it just kind of that's the part that sucks. Because once people start saying or doing stuff, it's kind of like. Some people just change their minds or they're just like, no, I don't want to try that. Or that's just nasty. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And the peer pressure is really, really sad to me because don't deny your growth based on people's. I mean, we all do it. We all perceive each other the way we perceive each other, you know, but I, I've, I've learned to become shameless. I've, I've learned to become really shameless and that's not to say I don't cry when people call me names or people, you know, say I'm a liar because there's no way a woman can come 21 times in less than 15 minutes. You're making that shit up. You're trying to be cute or you're, you know, you're, it's like, I'm saying it because it happened. I, I, I try very hard not to lie or go into hyperbole about my life because it runs like a porn show. <laughs> and I get that. It sounds unbelievable. But it's also because I have consciously sought it out. That one year was not a cheap year. That three years was not a cheap three years. You buy the plane ticket, you buy the course, you buy the hotel room. Like it's, I've invested in my education on this aspect so that I can talk about it with you, with, with people. And the best part, the most rewarding thing 
is when somebody who's absolutely curious but new trusts me enough to give them that experience. Like that's such a privilege. So it's such a good thing. But you know, when you said about how you came, you came 21 times, they forget that us women compared to men. <laughs> you know, they they can't do that coming 21, 21 times in on 50 minutes. Cause it's like once or not even, uh, uh, let me stop, I'm lying. If it's the ones that can go for longer than the 15 to 30 to an hour, then it's like, I don't know why they're shocked about it, because it could be fucking possible that that can happen. Right. <laughs> as long right. as they have that stamina and they, or they concentrate, like, yo, don't come. <laughs> it can Oof. happen. My, I'm fucking favored with my lovers. My lovers go hours. And it's always so funny when, you know, I talk with women, we're having lunch or whatever. It's like, oh my God, I was so hard fucked. He fucked me for 45 minutes. I'm like, oh. <gasps> A quickie? No, that was forever. <laughs> What's a quickie? Quickie's not. The quickie's definitely not on forty-five minutes. Oh, I know men who can't really do quickies. They they can't come that fast. Oh, they're just trained. I, mean, I know. I know a guy who went a whole year without coming. What is that normal? It's tantric. Not coming is actually part of the male practice in Tantra. Uh -huh. Look at you surprised. Yeah, yeah, I'm just curious to know how, how you can control that. Because you also it's know self -discipline. you have like, True. It's self-discipline. All right, so think about it when you masturbate, all right? When you're, okay, scenario. I'm not gonna say I was you. thinking about I'm, like the pre-cum because you know there's always something with the pre-cum, whatever, but it's just like after a certain while they stop pre-cumming too. Because th their balls are just very full, right? But it's it becomes a thing about and this is very strange to hear, but it's true. They become very possessive about their cum when they stop coming. It's huh? like you have to be a certain caliber of woman for me to give you my seed. They become really possessive. It's very funny. Wow. And so it's like, I'll fuck you. I'll, I'll make you come as many times as you need to come. But I will only allow myself to release if you're worthy of my seed. And it's, it's brilliant. Because then you can fuck for hours. They'll take breaks. They'll drink Gatorade. They'll stop. But also what happens is they stop just thinking with their cock. So now they're they're using their hands, they're using their kisses, they're using massage, they're they get creative because they want to keep the intimacy and the exploration of the sex going without using their cock. Now we get into fisting, then we get into anal play and eating each other out and, and cuddles and fuck talking. And it becomes a whole different experience, which you would be denied if they were in your pussy just fucking you, you know? Right. What happens, um, what about this whole thing about the blue balls? Um, how does that work? Because I've heard guys say things like that. So if if we're talking about this guy for a whole year, how? Like, do they not feel any discomfort? Because again, I always heard the blue balls. Don't know how true it is for when it comes to men, but this is the shit that I've heard. So how does that for a whole year of not coming okay so he was not a special case he was one of many in my school that have gone very extended periods of time without ejaculation and the thing that he said to me or what i've heard generally is that um they're able to ride the high of not coming like the discomfort becomes almost the high in itself okay and and then it becomes uh not really an ego trip but it also becomes like a power thing of like i'm able to to ride this and surf this feeling without succumbing to it it it, it it's not it's not a need. That's the thing. It's not a neediness. They don't need to come, but they can feel that wanting of coming and hold it. It's kind of like how women miss men, but they don't want to call them. You know how we can hold okay. that feeling? Yeah. That is, that's the same way for them. 
I'm impressed. I actually pulled off like a male, female. Yeah, no, that was a good one. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, I'm going to remember that. Because, like, how do you make a woman understand the blue ball situation when it turns positive? Like, I enjoy missing somebody I love. Ah. Well, I guess I would have been just like that guy <laughs> for a whole year longer. Because <laughs> even if I miss somebody, I sure wasn't going to call that motherfucker. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. What happened? The ultimate, the ultimate blue balls having to get high off the time because it's like they, they weren't going to get a call from me. So... I would have been experienced that for for a while. It would not even been a year. It would have been longer because that motherfucker would have been like, like, oh, I remember you, but I sure ain't gonna call you. So yeah. But I get what you're saying. But I would have been like, yeah, that motherfucker would have just no. I would have been with blue balls for like a whole year, two, three years. Just that's it. But yeah, <laughs> until it. you got it out of your system. Oh man, no, I don't. I've never gotten it out of my system. That shit would have been there. It's like, fuck that. We're holding this shit in. <laughs> it's not going nowhere. <laughs> nowhere at all. Never see yeah. them. Never see never see me cry. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I guess let's talk about that day uh with the guy that the the, the day that weekend that we were all hanging out. Yeah about what you were doing because mm -hmm. when you were saying that you can enlarge or you were saying like what is it that you were trying to do like to stimulate and enlarge like what what was it that you were trying to do oh okay so um in tantra we call uh hand jobs ligam massages right ligam l-i-g-a-m and the thing about the cock is that even when a man is hard oh wait, wait he still wait. has Wait, before you continue, because now before, because now that I'm thinking about it. So now let's say what's the difference. So is there a difference? Like, let's say if I was doing it or anybody else was giving a guy a hand job compared to what you were doing, is there like a difference of, yes. of that? Okay. Yes. Um, now, this is going to sound very woo-woo new age, but one of the biggest differences is intention. So... I engaging with him, I didn't care whether he came or not. I was not interested in the end goal results kind of thing, right? I was also not necessarily interested in porn star sex, meaning I was not going to be loud or moany or whatever. But my intention was to use my body to appreciate this cock right now. Mm. the thing about a man's cock even when he's hard there's at least an inch to two inches of cock still inside his body that you can get out of him okay now that is a legal massage is coaxing the cock out and so what i was doing with him is a little bit of pressure point trigger point and massage to coax his cock out. And they can, especially men who haven't experienced it before, you can see it in their eyes, right? Remember? Like, he just looked surprised. Like, whoa, wait, what? what? Not, even, not even the surprise part. The, the fact that you, you were telling him what to do, and it's, it wasn't even like you were telling him to, like, breathe, and he was just, like, listening and just doing everything you were saying. And I'm not saying that, no guy probably wouldn't have like you know be like go ahead do whatever you're doing but i just the fact that he was actually listening and and going with it you know what i mean I, i'm yeah. assuming that i he was enjoying it so he's like fuck it let's just take it to the next level <laughs> right so. and and that and that's the the intention of it is like it's just like nothing exists except your pleasure right now and i can and, and that's the i don't know if, you, if you've had really, really good sex, the guy usually has so much attention to you. He can move your leg before your cramp hits. You know, he'll move your hand so that you're not straining. Those little attention to detail things is what I was doing with him. I could tell he was holding his breath because it was getting intense. I could tell like mm. he would arch a little bit because he was getting uncomfortable. And in doing that, 
what happens and and i hate to say it this way is like you put a man in a feminine position he has to surrender to me he has nowhere to go all he can do is fall and so i tell him i have you fall i have you i have you come to me breathe relax relax i'm not going anywhere take your time and that shit is nectar right he was so turned on because he was getting that masculine presence put back into him in a non-threatening way meaning i wasn't trying to feminize him i wasn't emasculating him but is allowing him to be what is considered feminine is in the receiving end of something he wasn't giving me anything he was on his back he wasn't you know he wasn't working at anything he wasn't pumping he was just there to receive this affection and attention now i'm just i i'm just saying that because after we saw him again you weren't there but i can tell it was a whole different thing like it, it was a big difference i'm thinking to myself like i need unicorn here because something's not working right now <laughs> i saw a big huge difference Bob. but it's like i guess i'm not doing the same thing because the same effect's not happening after i remember that day but uh i was like yeah this is not it's not the same this is it's not yeah it's just, it's just i, I had a, a friend um so i had a girlfriend and her boyfriend was very vanilla and my boyfriend was tantric and so you know he'd always ask me to fluff him and i'd be fluffing him and he'd, he'd look at my girlfriend and go you need to learn how unicorn does, does this because the way she does this is so free and different and always turns me on and you don't do it right wow <laughs> i'm like don't say that to her <laughs> that's not how you say that <laughs> but it is it's intention it's presence you know and when i peg men i really go into my masculine i go into that guy space for me of like i am going to make you have nothing else to do but fall but i'm also going to catch you when i fuck women it's the same thing I want your obedience and want your surrender, but you have my affection, attention and presence like nothing else exists except you. And and tantric sex is a discipline of focus. It's really focus and discipline. It's not about me coming. It's not about my pleasure. It's this person, this human being, this body. How do I worship it? How do I how do I love on it? How do I appreciate it in a way that it feels appreciated? Right. Who knows? I mean, I feel like people were, it's funny when you think about it, because uh, I feel like there's people out there who need to practice that or something close to it, because when it comes to sex and how people do things, it's kind of like, you know how much great sex people will be having out there <laughs> if they would yeah. try certain things or just look into it, you know? There's a lot of so. selfish sex that happens. There's a lot of using people as organic dildos, organic fleshlights that happens that, you know, and there's a lot of like i always have this problem with like this i need an emotional connection do you really though or do you before. just need permission to actually connect with another human being for 20 minutes and you know what i i it's funny because i heard that from someone too and in my mind it's like hmm now if you, i'm not saying that you can't but it's like if you're going around looking for an emotional connection like what happens if you don't find that are you really going to be going around looking for it until you do? Because it's that part is always kind of tricky. It, it's a very loaded gun because it's also saying to people, in my understanding of it, at least in my opinion of it, is also saying to people, you're not good enough for me to fuck you. Right. <laughs> Who are we to say that? It's just a body. It's just an experience. Even if it's a bad experience, it's still a connection. You know, my teacher loves, loves, loves to say this. It's like, you can fuck for two reasons, to go deep and heal something or to finish a fantasy. I've, I've done fantasy play where I didn't want to know the person. That, ru that would ruin the fantasy for me. Mm. You know? So when, when, when I hear this connection thing, I always find it like a really stigmatizing, tri 
trigger because I don't think it's, it, it doesn't mean what people think it means when you say it. And fulfillment should not lie upon a social construct. Animals fuck all the time. You know what? That's a good point you're making, and they do. And there's no, and you know what it is? There's no judgment there. The next animal's not saying, hey, you're being such a whore because you just fucked so-and-so last night. You know what I mean? Right. They just do what they do. They will they fuck. Just... Animals will do shit right in front of you. If you ever been to the zoo, you see animals fucking doing whatever. They don't give a fuck. They do shit right in front of you. They, they, they're not worried about if you're there looking at them, laughing, judging them. It's like, yo, we doing what we doing. Right. So, you know, unless you don't consider yourself an animal, and I've met people who don't understand science and think they're not animals, is like, if if we're fucking, we're just fucking. It's okay for us to just fuck. It doesn't have to mean anything. This putting meaning behind is a social construct because it's you're a bad girl or you're a slut or you're a whore or, you, you know, a man whore. All these labels are social constructs. We desire pleasure. We need community. In community, part of pleasure is fucking. Game over. Right. It took me a minute. It took me a minute to kind of understand that because I think I was one of those people in the beginning where I was just like, you know, I am looking for something. I need something more. And then it just got to the point where it's just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just past this, you know. Like what we talk about, if I enjoy sex or I'm having a good time, that's what it should be. And nothing more, nothing less. And like you said, not for somebody to try to make me feel bad because, you know, this is what I want to do, you know. And, and it took some time to really kind of get over that, to just get to that point where it's just like, like you said, I have needs, you have needs. This is what I want. I feel like now, well, can I say now, not now? <laughs> but before I felt like I was the one who had the control of like, you know what? I do have an urge. Do I feel like I want to call somebody? Maybe I don't want to. And even when I had guys who wanted, I'd be just like, no. Because in my mind, it's like, I'm the one here. So it's like, when I feel like it, maybe I'll hit you up. I mean, I wouldn't say that. But right. that's what I'm thinking in my head. It's like, when I feel like it, maybe I'll hit you up. Not, you know, not you asking me every fucking time. I'm just like, I'm getting annoyed. Like, when I'm ready, if you can, if not, cool. There's always the yeah. next person I can find, so. And, and, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, as as much as I consider myself single right now, I'm uncolored, I'm unclaimed. So I'm out in the streets. And I always find it so fascinating, these social games that we all play with each other that are so pointless. It's like, if you want that man, and that man is saying that he wants to fuck around and be promiscuous, you can't fix that. <laughs> What's going to happen is you're going to be in a relationship with a man who's going to cheat on you. Right. That's, there's so many people out there in that situation, and it's sad. I just had a conversation about that, too. And yeah. especially with people in the lifestyle. Because there, there was a story about somebody, and it's, he's not the only one. But, you know, people being married, thinking that, you know, that their their spouse, you know, their partner, probably in the beginning they said they were okay with it, you know what I mean? But right. then after a while they were like, no, and now the other person's like, oh, so now, you know what I mean? Like now you don't want to, you know, do this with me. And now they decide to go and do it behind their back. So. Here's the thing I don't understand. Uh, well, I'm, I'm concerned about, particularly in the, what's the politically correct word for this? The biopic community, people of color, mm -hmm. is women seem to feel coerced to be bisexual. At the same time, the homophobia is on a hundred. And I'm queer, right? I'm 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 bisexual, but I also have had moments in my life when I was dealing with being being not connected to my vagina meaning non-binary, meaning I was more comfortable with a strap-on than I was with my own vagina. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I walked into places and spaces where, you know, this 
black man. I want all you ladies to feel safe. The men are just here for the ladies. The ladies can be with the ladies, but like no man should worry about anybody trying to do. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, the amount of people in that space and, and part of how I operate is I, I keep things private. I keep things discreet. Unless you bring it up, I'm not going to bring it up. But I know people who are queer in those spaces and you see them shut down immediately. Mm. And like, that's not how we should do this. For a, a people, for a culture that is so much, you know, we're, we're always painted into a corner black mad woman or you know black dangerous thug man like or you know immigrant this immigrant that we're always painted into a corner when we have these spaces can we have them just really be safe a hundred percent i think i think with that because i somebody actually somebody actually wrote to me about that and i was just like you know that's that's a good idea I think it would have to be where, let's say if you have an event, and I thought about it too, because some people won't sign up. Now, if it's one of those things like, look, if you don't want to sign up, hit me up privately, say you'll come to the event if you don't want nobody to know that this, you know what I mean? This is the type right. of lifestyle that you enjoy or, or you know, whoever you are, because I get it. It sucks. I've even had from people from my side who who feel a certain way about that when it comes to the LGBT community. And it kind of sucks because it's kind of like, I've always been one of those people, look, as long as they don't touch you or do anything, I mean, but it seems to get to the point where now things have to be separated. Like, it's one of those and it's okay. it, it, Go ahead. No, no, that's what I was just saying. Like, I think it would be like an event that it, like what you're talking about, like it would just be something that it would have to be separated, not where a host or anyone's mentioning, like people are here, no. It will be a specific thing just for that like lgbtq whatever this is the party this is for you like you said what you said a safe space right where nobody has to feel judged people can walk around and whatever it's not like guys or anybody looking at them like yo this dude better not touch me <laughs> you know what i mean like already right. that type of you know right so everything has to be separated and it sucks but you know and and the, i was having this conversation actually with my therapist believe it or not i was like in europe the sophistication of not just um, sex education, but also sex interaction is so advanced. And part of the reason why I came back to the States and I came back to New York and I want to teach in New York is because this knowledge, I think, is very much deprived in the education system in the U.S., the U.S. idea of education is abstinence, Christianity, <laughs> and marriage is like it's the most. It's worse than basic sex education. Like most men will swear up and down that there's no clitoris because they don't know where to find it. But if you what? go into a sex ed class, they don't talk about the biology and anatomy of a woman's body or a man's body for that that matter. So. Yes, here it does need to be separate to a certain extent, but my longing is for it to be that those imaginary conversations of if there's a gay guy here, he's going to try to fuck me because that's the homophobia would would stop that men can feel safe and comfortable sharing space with men who like men and not think that they're going to be victims because usually what happens is the men that are thinking that they're going to be victims to homosexual men will slide it in the wrong hole every once in a while. They know how to coerce and then contort that truth. And so they're looking at another man like they will coerce and contort that to them. I, I find that to be problematic. Mm. And it's and it's interesting because I feel like there are are people out there, whether men or just people in general, that we're talking about it now, and they'll be like, no, no. But I know there's people as they what they call it like low key, down low. They know that they enjoy this, but again, it sucks because they can't be open about it because again, there's gonna be people looking at them like judging them. No, I I I really I've been pulled to, I've I've wanted to 
to use my tantric learnings, particularly in my community, because I think it would advance everybody. If women understood womb orgasm. What you said what? Womb orgasm. No, you're gonna have to explain that. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> but uh all right, so pop quiz. How many orgasms are available to a woman? How many types of orgasm? You think I should know, but I don't. <laughs> Seven. Okay. Okay. Full, uh, okay, we'll start from the top. So clitoral orgasm, vaginal orgasm, cervical orgasm, womb orgasm, anal orgasm, full body orgasm. Uh, right, okay. Kim? I have walked three women through a womb orgasm. Their first, their very, very first womb orgasm. And part of why I love being tantric, and, and mind you, my background is in spiritual training and coaching and all that self-help transformational life work. They, they changed their lives. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not condescendingly talking about change. Okay, I'll share a story. May I share a story? Sure. I'm living with my girlfriend. She has a friend coming over that wants to learn how to make cookies. <laughs> Woman comes over, she goes, my life is shit. I don't want to be in Boston anymore. I kind of like don't know what to do with my life. I'm really ready for something to change. We connect. I call my tantric boyfriend at the time and say, I need you. He says, I'm coming over. Comes over. I sit with her and I go, do you really want to change your life? She goes, yeah, I really want to change my life. I'm like, are you sure? She says, yeah, okay. I go into my room. I do my rituals to prepare the bed. I, you know, clean sheets, uh, grid the bed, sage the space. I put her in the shower. She has a shower. I put him in bed and I go, I want you to open her womb. He goes, what? <laughs> I'm like, I want you to open her womb. He goes, okay. I trust you. I love you. I'll do it because you asked me. I said, good. So she comes into bed. I sit with her. I stay with her for a while. And just like making the space safe. Like, I want you to feel safe. I want you. And she goes through her first womb orgasm. And and she's she's yelling, she's screaming, she's crying, and my partner is just right there. He's holding space like like a champ, like just holding space for her to like release. And she has this giant orgasm, and it's like flooding everywhere. And you know, it, it it's just and she's crying, like crying, crying. And we hold her. This woman left America moved to a whole other continent, found a partner, <laughs> like, changed, like, like, the project, and, and for years, she'd be like, you guys changed my life, like, you don't understand how you changed, I went to make cookies, and I left with, like, a different life, altogether, that's the magic of Tantra, anytime I can give that to a woman, or like experiencing women who are like, I can't come from vaginal penetration, giving them a little session, just a small session, kind of like how um, the man that we were together with, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, and, and they shift. That's healing sex. That's where I'm at with Tantra. Tantra for me is a tool to use sex for healing, magic, and manifestation. And I believe it. Like I said, I was there. I saw it. <laughs> I believe it. I saw that text message and it made me so giggle. I'm like, oh, shit. She saw it? I, I thought you were busy. <laughs> no, no. Trust me. I was I was also listening. I, I was, you know, I was listening. So just the Honestly, fact, I'd like love I said, to have a, a session with you to walk you through how to do that. To do what? How to do a tantric hand job. 
Wait, you saying that you're gonna teach me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say I got a victim. Let me stop. <laughs> I got you someone. Can also, you can also get a DM ring if you want, but you just tell me. If Wait, you... what? A DM ring. What is that? A DM ring would be uh, the tantric vaginal trigger point. Especially with how tonight started, you definitely need a tantric sharing session. Wow. I think we'll see. I don't know. Maybe over the weekend. <laughs> you know, maybe. Saturday. But we're not going to say about that here on the thing. But you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. I Saturday. Know. But <laughs> um, that'd be pretty interesting. Okay. Hey, it's never too late to try and learn things. That's how I see it. Hey, why not? True. Even if you try it once. <laughs> I usually try it twice just to make sure that I wasn't in a bad mood the first time. Oh, wow. But definitely. And I'm hoping um, whoever was watching, listening, because I seen somebody over here. I was like, I don't know what they were laughing about in the beginning, but I'm about to ask them. But um, it's definitely, like I said, it was interesting. Because um, like I said, I feel like there's just certain certain practices that have gone you know like i said before that certain things have just disappeared and you know especially if let's say this was things that that were probably practiced back then you know compared to now when times have changed i just feel like certain things just kind of just disappear but it's cool that you know that that was something you're interested in and you wanted to learn and you've been doing it and if you say you've been changing people's lives that's that's great i mean we're all here for something, like I said in my last one. I said we're all we all have a purpose here. We're all here for a reason. So if that's your thing right now and you're good at it, hey, you know, somebody will be thanking you for it. So it's wild. It's really, really wild. But I have to say this to your face though. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Don't have me blushing right now. <laughs> no, no, I, I really appreciate you. Oh man. Like since I've met you, like you've left a, a really positive imprint in my life. So I I genuinely really, really appreciate you. Aw, thank you. <laughs> Got me all blushing over here. Say, but no, definitely. But I just um yeah, I just want to say thank you for coming on my show i don't know if there's other things that you do and you want to talk about because you know i'm here to do all types of show of everything and anything that's out there that i might know i might not know about and maybe somebody else might want to hear it so you just let me know like i said we'll chat and then you oh, know we'll definitely chat because so, we, we've got we've got things to do lady yes so like i said thank you again for coming on <laughs> So with that being said, thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Um, do you have, I don't know, before I cut this, um, like an Instagram, anything you want people to follow you on or anything like that? I would love people to follow me on Oliver Klotsoff on Instagram. That would be peak, peak attention paying. Um, I'll send you the details that you can add to whatever, but it's Oliver, O-L-I-V-R underscore K. L O S E O F F Oliver close off. Okay. And I will be doing my tantric work, my body work, my intuition work is on there. And also my kinky work. So <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so I know I was like, let me come back. Um, so I'm going to say it again. So thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Check us out on thewakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. You can catch replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening to Thoughts of a Light Skin Woman. Shout out again to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tune in next week on The Wake Up Radio at 9 p.m. for another segment of Thoughts of a Light Skin Woman. As I always say, remember life is too short. Enjoy life to the fullest. Good night until next time. Bye. Individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. 
On the wake up. Hola, I'm your hostess Boricua Angie, and I'm on the Wake Up Radio Thursdays at nine. My show is called Thoughts of a Light Skin Woman. That is also my IG handle and Gmail. The holidays, the winter is coming. I sell pasteles and coquito, and also I do digital flyers. If you're interested, hit me up. www.uncensoredfreespeechplatform.com 